Listening to episode seven of the Lion's Den. Welcome back. Well, got a few things today. Here's something. One summer evening, during a violent thunderstorm, a mother was tucking her son into bed. She was about to turn off the light when he asked, with a tremor in his voice, "Mommy, will you sleep with me tonight?" The mother smiled and gave him a reassuring hug. "I can't, dear," she said. "I have to sleep in Daddy's room." A long silence was broken at last by his shaky little voice. The big sissy. The 1933 version, the original. The description goes as follows: An expedition exploring a remote island capture a gigantic ape and bring him back to New York for exhibition. A beautiful actress who accompanies them is menaced when the monster's love for her causes him to break out. This movie was done in 1933. It's black and white. Um, it was way ahead of its time when it was done.、Um, even though the monster is done out of clay and everything, back then that was like you know, whoa, cool. The equivalent to how the new one, you know, impresses us now. Anyway, they now have it out on、uh, nice boxed set versions of this. I recommend getting it along with the new one. Go ahead and get the two-disc special edition, 1933, King Kong, starring Fay Wray and Robert Armstrong. And Fay Wray was pretty hot. Check it out. Oh man, I'm exhausted. Started up working today. Back in the lawn business, and it was a hot day to start too. So I'm pretty worn out. Is this whole deal with the immigration thing? Am I the only one that thinks it's retarded? Probably. Um. Okay. It's illegal to come into this country. Like they're doing, and they're getting mad that we're calling them criminals. Hmm, illegal criminal. I don't know. I just kind of thought the two went together. If you're not coming in by the law, you're illegal. You're a criminal. Okay. Well, today's poem. What do we have? Polish poem by Ignacy Krasicki. It's called "The Lamb and the Wolves." The predator's excuse is always good. Two wolves attacked a lamb in a dark wood. It said, 
I want your legal rights defined. You're weak and tender, and it's dark. They dined. We have a second poem by the same author. It's called Caged Birds. The young finch asked the old one why he wept. There's comfort in this cage where we are kept. You who were born here may well think that's so, but I knew freedom once and weep to know. And a third one by the same author, called The Master and the Dog. Because of thieves, a dog barked all night through. His master, sleepless, beat him black and blue. On the next night, the dog slept, and thieves came. The silent dog was beaten all the same. Oh, it's time for word of the day. Yeah. Today's word? Impeccable. I-M-P-E-C-C-A-B-L-E. Impeccable. It's an adjective. It means flawless. So, in other words, perfect. Without flaw. Impeccable. three-minute update. Here we go. I have a few. Well, let's see. Our first one comes from Reuters. My kingdom for a horse. Well, at least a car. Almaty. A Kazakh farmer, Kazakh farmer, is offering a brand new Japanese off-roader as a reward for his missing herd of horses. Media reported Thursday. Zensap Alsanov's 45 horses went missing two years ago, and he has since been trying to find them. State news agency Cousinform reported, quote, He still believes they can be found, the agency said, adding that he thought they had been stolen. Horse breeding is an integral part of life for many farmers in the vast steppes of the Central Asian county. Many Kazakhs see the horse as a symbol of their nomadic past and glory dating back to the reign of Genghis Khan. There you go. Anybody need a new car? Go find 45 horses and it's you. Or you could keep the horses and go sell them to somebody else and buy a few Japanese cars. Or you could sell them to a glue factory, which is probably where they're at anyway. Yeah, our next article. A whopper of a burger bill. Palmdale, California. A quick meal at George Bean's neighborhood Burger King ended up costing a lot more than he expected when he got the $4,334.33 bill. Bean ordered two Whopper Juniors and two Rodeo Cheeseburgers when he pulled up to the drive-thru window last week. The cashier, however, forgot that she'd entered the $4.33 charge on his debit card and punched in the numbers again without erasing the original ones, thus creating a four-figure bill. The electronic charge went through to George and Pat Bean's checking account Tuesday and left the couple penniless. Their mortgage payment was due, and they worried checks they had written would bounce, Pat Bean said. Quote, we're not, uh, We were thinking, no, not now, she said of the overcharge. No, 
not now. Terry Wood, the restaurant manager, said Burger King officials tried to get the charge refunded, but the bank said the funds were on a three-day hold and could not be released, Pat Bain said. Burger King did not charge the Baines for their meal, and the couple got their $4,334.33 back on Friday. Quote, For those three days, those were the most expensive value burgers in history. Pat Bain said. Um, they didn't get charged for their meal. Okay, I would. I think I would want a few meals after being terrified like that. Hmm. I thought I had a third article. Ha! Huh, my mistake. I only had two. Okay. What's up next here? Ooh, I. Okay. Anger boiling? Smash plates at eatery. Ah, Girona, Philippines. This is brought to us by Reuters. Ardeth Vescara is an angry young woman. On top of family and academic pressure, the 13-year-old Filipino says boys tease her at school. But instead of letting her emotions eat away at her, she is treating herself to an unusual form of anger management. At the Isdian uh, restaurant in Girona, about three hours north of Manila, Vescara and other patrons work out their stress for 15 pesos, which is about 30 U.S. cents and go by hurling plates at the Wall of Fury, emblazoned with words such as ex-wife, boss, and lover. A shout of taxiapo, or shame on you, in the local dialect, usually accompanies the sound of smashing crockery. Vases and bowls are also available, while the wealthier of the furious patrons can toss an old TV set for 1,300 pesos. Not only is throwing things at the restaurant much cheaper than yoga lessons or professional therapy, it is a lot more fun. Quote, Isn't it better to break these plates than your personal stuff at home? Vizcarra said with a smile. Manila residents fleeing the congested capital flocked to the restaurant on weekends before heading to nearby beaches or into the mountains with much less emotional baggage. Arnold Viola, the manager of Isdian, 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 whatever, said it was not unusual for husbands and wives to target each other on the wall before returning to the restaurant to the romantic meal. Quote, the top three targets are boss or manager, wine, women, and gambling, and lastly, the loan sharks, said Viola. Angie Trumpeta, a medical student, made the long journey after a marathon run of exams. Quote, something like this would help release all of your stress, she said while flinging plates at the wall. It is not just customers who benefit. Isdan's staff enjoy throwing plates at the perennially complaining customer's sign. Ah, yeah, it's a sign that says perennially complaining customers. An Elvis impersonator who entertains the patrons, Jerwin uh, Cedillo, said it was not always easy dealing with angry people, but they usually left Isdan in a calmer state of mind. Quote, To most people who have pent-up emotions, this wall of fury is the best way to let go of all your anger, he said. Mm. 
well. I think that'd be pretty cool. I'd pay the 1300 pesos and throw TVs. I wonder if you can throw people. Ah! Better yet, why not stand people up against the wall and throw things at them? Ah! I don't know, that's a good idea. They should do something like that over here. Uh, but then you got everyone in the world suing them because, you know, a piece of the plate chipped off and went in their eye. That's typical. Just sue everybody nowadays. Well, that's the three-minute update. That concludes our news for the day. It's time for quick quotes and fast facts. <clears throat> Today's quick quote comes from... Bo Bennett, quote, success is not in what you have, but who you are. There you go. Fast facts for today? Okay, I can do this. These are dumb things people have said. Go back to Liverpool, Mr. Epstein. Groups with guitars are out. Dick Rowe of Decca when he rejected the Beatles. Tch, big mistake. Hmm. Next one. Get rid of the lunatic who says he's got a machine for seeing by wireless. That was from the editor, well, the then editor of the Daily Express, refusing to meet John Logie Baird, the man who invented television. Yeah. Come, come. Why, they couldn't hit an elephant at this dist, said John Sedgwick, American Civil War general, just before he was shot dead. Hmm. Okay. Yes, the Great Fire of London. It started in a baker's shop in Pudding Lane in 1666. I wonder if it's still there, said David Lee Travis. I must apologize to the deaf for the loss of subtitles, said Angela Rippon. And don't forget, on Sunday you can hear the two-minute silence on Radio 1 by DJ Steve Wright. China is a big country inhabited by many Chinese said French President Charles de Gaulle. Well, what do you expect? He's French. Hmm. Okay. This was said by Brooke Shields. Smoking kills. If you're killed, you've lost a very important part of your life. Oh, boy. How embarrassing. Oh, oh well, that concludes our quick quotes and fast facts.
it's time for Skyscraper, where I read a segment of my story. We last left off, the very end of chapter 2, where he was hiding, because he's being chased by the fat man and his men. He went into an alleyway, and he has got refuge from a hot chick in some house there, and she was in her nighty and all that stuff. We pick up chapter 3. I had left her house about an hour later, and when I saw the coast was clear, I drove home. I was tired by this time, and so I went right to sleep. When I woke up, I had a bad headache. I rubbed the back of my head and could feel a lump the size of an eggplant. Some guy with a hairy face, I figured he was one of Fat Man's boys, was standing in front of me, grinning. Well, finally woke up, I see, he said. Drink? I nodded. While he poured a drink for the two of us, he talked about how the fat man was very displeased with the way I left the other night. Who cares, I said. The fat man needs a good smack in the jaw. Ah, oh, now you shouldn't talk that way. I could have easily killed you, you know. You're lucky I didn't. Maybe you should have. Give me another drink. He poured and I continued to talk. The fat man's got a gut full of lead coming to him, you know. I don't think he'd care to hear that he said, not smiling anymore. "'What do you want?' I asked. "'I'm just watching you right now, making sure you stay put. "'While some slob is knocked off, right? "'Something like that, yeah. "'You won't get away with this. "'I'm not the one doing it, now shut your gate. "'Another word and you're gone, got it?' "'I stood up out of bed and walked over to the bottle. "'He was watching my every move. "'I poured a drink and walked over to the sofa and sat down. The goon hadn't bothered to check me for a weapon. I went to sleep the other night without removing any articles of clothing. I remembered that and thought quick-like. Say, why don't you have another drink, Mac? I said. Yeah, don't mind if I do. He moved to the table with the bottle on it. He moved easy and slow, keeping his gun on me the whole time. He reached the table and gently placed his gun down, still watching me. I made my move while he was pouring. I grabbed my forty-five from under my arm, and he went for his at the same time. He got the lead before me, though. He fell to the floor hard. He had five in him. I sat on the couch, drinking the rest of my drink and staring at the body. It wasn't a pleasant sight, but not one I haven't seen before. I finished my drink, placed the glass on the coffee table in front of me, and left the room. I walked into the dining room and picked up the phone and made a call to the fat man's apartment. Yeah? he said in a disturbing tone. Hey, Fats, come get your boy off my rug. He's bleeding all over it. I hung up the phone and fixed another drink. I went back into the bedroom and sat and waited. Welcome to the Grub Worm. Garden facts and news, etc. We've been reading about fertilization of lawns. This comes from the Ohio State University fact sheet extension. Uh, we left off with fertilization schedule. We'll pick up here with fertilizer burn. Any fertilizer may burn the turf if applied improperly. Fast-release nitrogen is more likely to burn than slow-release forms. To avoid burn, one, do not apply more than one and a half pounds of actual nitrogen per 1,000 square feet at one time. 
2. Spread uniformly. 3. Do not overlap or spill fertilizer. 4. Apply fertilizer only when foliage is dry. 5. Water after application. Pulverized materials are more likely to burn than pelted or granulated materials. Next article is on lime. Lime should be applied only when a soil test indicates a need for it. Excessive amounts of lime in the soil may be detrimental to the production of good turf. When a soil test is made, apply the amount recommended. Liming will not reduce the need for fertilizing. The presence of moss in the lawn does not necessarily indicate a need for lime. Clipping removal. It is advisable to return grass clippings to the lawn because they are a valuable source of nutrients. Research has shown that when clippings are removed, a third more nitrogen fertilizer was necessary to maintain the same color and density as areas where clippings were returned. Furthermore, and contrary to popular belief, grass clippings do not contribute to thatch accumulation if the turf is maintained at its recommended cutting height and no more than a third of the leaf surface is removed at one mowing. So, just mow a third of the height of the grass each time you mow. Well, that concludes our fertilization of lawns. This article was written by John R. Street and Susan K. White from Ohio State University on horticulture and crop sciences. And that concludes the grub worm. And that ties up the sixth episode. My bad. The seventh episode of the Lion's Den. If you'd like to hear other things on here, if you're bored with this, don't listen. Says a friend of mine. To contact me, email me at p o o r underscore o l d underscore l u one seven at yahoo.com. That's poor underscore old underscore lou seventeen at yahoo.com. Email me with any comments, questions, suggestions, whatever. Go to iTunes, check out. I'm sure you found this at, at iTunes. If not, check it out on iTunes, click the website button, and it'll take you to my webpage, which has a summary of today's show and every other show. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. You've just been out of the lions, Thanks for listening. Ow, you know that really hurts.